In Gates v. Walther, 2023, ARC 74, the Arkansas Supreme Court reversed a summary judgment order entered in favor of the Department of Finance and Administration involving appellant's tax liability over a three-year period. There were dueling summary judgment motions, and the trial court granted that of the DFA. The taxpayers on appeal successfully argued that the agency failed to make a prima facie case for summary judgment. Justice Wood explained, quote, The Gateses failed to file tax returns or pay individual and corporate state taxes for years 2012 through 2017. Mr. Gates pleaded no contest to one criminal count for failure to file a tax return or pay taxes. As a condition of his plea, he was sentenced to six years probation, ordered to pay $74,789.80 in restitution, and ordered to file tax returns for the years 2015 through 2017. DFA audited those returns to determine the Gates' tax liability, penalty, and interest for those years. DFA's audit initially assessed the Gates' tax liability at $50,519, plus penalties and interest. The Gates' protested this initial assessment, claiming that DFA incorrectly taxed the legitimate business expenses associated with their S-Corporation, Stonebridge Collection, Inc. In response to the Gates' request, DFA provided them with a copy of the Schedule of Adjustments prepared during the audit. After this initial production, the parties communicated poorly. The Gateses continued to claim DFA was not recognizing some legitimate business expenses, but they conceded that some deducted expenses were personal. For example, the Gateses admitted to thousands of dollars in personal expenses to Amway, Cranford's Village Supermarket, restaurants, Walmart, and Entergy. These admitted personal expenses were listed on the profit and loss statement of the Gates' business. DFA, on the other hand, in deposition testimony, could not define what constituted a legitimate business expense when asked to explain why it had excluded some seemingly business-related expenses. End of quote. In examining the record, the court determined the math supporting the agency's motion for summary judgment failed. Quote, In tax cases, DFA carries the initial burden of proving the imposition of the tax by a preponderance of the evidence. The agency claiming the right to collect a tax bears the burden of proving that the tax law applied to the items sought to be taxed. Thus, to meet its prima facie burden, DFA must prove the Gates' net taxable income and resulting tax liability for 2015 through 2017. Once that occurs, the Gateses will have the burden of proving any deductions. The Circuit Court found that DFA met its burden of proving earned income subject to Arkansas income tax. The Circuit Court supported this based on 1. The Gateses filed tax returns, 2. DFA's tax assessments arising from disallowed income tax deductions, and three, income showed on the Gates' 1099 forms, which showed payments to Mr. Gates and Stonebridge by sources other than an employer. On appeal, the Gateses argued that the income tax returns and 1099s were not prima facie proof of DFA's calculation of the Gates' net taxable income. 
We agree because the math in the record does not add up. It is undisputed that the Gateses had some taxable income based on their filed tax returns, but we hold that a material dispute of fact exists regarding the amounts of their taxable income for 2015 through 2017. After reviewing the Gates' income tax returns and 1099s, DFA computed net taxable incomes that were greater than what the Gateses had reported. DFA could be correct, but its figures throughout the audit were moving targets, and it never revealed its math to the Gateses, the Circuit Court, or this Court on appeal. While DFA continues to argue that it met its burden of proving that the income attributed to the Gateses, both according to their income tax returns and the 1099s, was correct, the record does not reflect this. End of quote. In addition to the problem in math, there were questions to the trial court summary judgment order itself. Quote, the circuit court's order supports that material fact issues existed. The circuit court sustained DFA's amended and corrected notice of final assessment. One would have to assume that the order is referencing the August 24, 2020 letter titled Notice of Final Assessment, but that letter wasn't attached to DFA's motion for summary judgment, and it does not contain the net taxable income DFA calculated, which is DFA's burden. It only reported the Gates' tax liabilities. And after that final letter was sent, an assistant revenue commissioner sent another letter with different figures that reflected the corrected amounts due. Consequently, even after the circuit court's order, we are left to wonder, how much money did the circuit court conclude the Gateses owed DFA? End of quote. In a concurring opinion, Justice Womack agreed with the majority and expressed why sovereign immunity was no bar. Quote, Concerning taxes, this court has recognized two species of illegal exaction cases. First, public funds cases, where the plaintiff contends that public funds generated from tax dollars are being misapplied or illegally spent. And second, illegal tax cases where the plaintiff asserts that the tax itself is illegal. A tax assessment contest is, in effect, an illegal tax claim. Insofar as an Arkansas taxpayer alleges that the state has misassessed his tax burden, he is alleging that the state has imposed an illegal tax because DFA may collect only those taxes authorized by state law. Therefore, when the state seeks to impose a tax burden on one or more of its citizens that exceeds the amount authorized by statute or our Constitution, the state has imposed an illegal tax, i.e. an illegal exaction because the Constitution expressly authorizes illegal exaction claims against the state, sovereign immunity does not bar the Gates' tax assessment contest. End of quote. Justice Wynn dissented, quote, In my view, DFA met its prima facie burden of showing that the Gateses were Arkansas residents who had income subject to Arkansas income tax. It did so through the Gates' individual tax returns, business tax returns, and 1099s provided by the Gateses to DFA during the audit. The Gateses then had the burden of proving that they were entitled to additional deductions. End of quote. End of decision.